Hi, I'm Ty. Hi, I'm Kiyoma. Hi, I'm Sloan. Hi, I'm Asia. And we are Pontificating. Pontificating. Hi guys, welcome back to Pontificating Pod. It's Asia here. Um, so guys, this is our last episode for the season. Ha 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 ha. This is a special episode. We have a few things you want to share with you. Some listener reviews, listener questions. Um, thank you to everyone who sent us a voice note and left us a note. This podcast, this episode is for you. Um, so you're going to hear your questions being played on the air because you're a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so guys, are you ready? Um, right. It's the last check-in of the summer. So we've all had a pretty eventful weekend, guys. Yes. <sighs> a pretty eventful fucking weekend. <laughs> How are the knees holding up? I'm, I'm going to take this one. Because I fell. It's for everybody. (laughs) Wait a minute. Yo, not her falling off her chair. Bro, are you okay? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That was crazy. (laughs) Um, We can't have dead air. But, bro, are you you okay? How did that happen? Oh, wow. Oh, it's very slidey. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Oh, wooden floor. (laughs) Okay. All right. You know what? Oh. Falling is catching. Okay. Oh, this is the, <laughs> catching. This is the third Did you fall, fall this weekend, Key? Sorry? Did you fall this weekend? No, I didn't. I actually didn't. Me either, but, but... I, my, my you, you hear that it's struggling. I can't uh you know enunciate like I usually can because it's gone. <laughs> it's my voice is gone. I had a good time. I yelled freedom a lot, you know? Right. I yelled for freedom. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Um, um, now that Salone is back upright, Asia, <laughs> what were you saying? I was saying that I fell this weekend and it was terrifying because I mean, I'm too old and too fat to be falling. And um, you know what? I was holding on for dear life in Ty's bathroom and it was, it was just too slippery. So the floor was wet and I did a, I did a split until my body couldn't split. <laughs> and then I just collapsed to the floor. So when Ty comes in, I'm laying there like, I think she said like the running emoji. That's how I look. Yeah. Um, and then here's, here's the crazy part. I was saying, I kept saying, my eyes are watering. I was crying, but I couldn't process. <laughs> I was like, wait, what the fuck? Girl, you were in tears. Those were tears because you fell and hurt yourself. And I'm like, ah, my eyes are watering. That's I. <laughs> I got problems, but I will say this. My knee has never felt better. I think <laughs> I think something that popped back into place. Like I have a bruise, but that's whatever. But my actual knee that's been in pain since November, it's an, it feels good. I'm walking up the steps. I'm not shaking. I don't know. I don't know if it's like extended nerve damage. Now I have no knee at all. <laughs> the last nerve died off with the, with the fall, but my knee has been feeling really, really good since the fall. So good job. Not wow. all bad. Okay. Good job. Um, there you are. Bro, I mean, oh, you just I fell. Took, so I took a mate. Well, this is nothing. This is, this has no bruises. I'm, I'm good. It's, you know, and, and it's, um, it's wooden floor. It's okay. 
man, the way I took a dive at my parents' house, <laughs> going up the stairs, by the way, um, That's the worst carrying things. So I, my knee, my knee is fucked up. It's also, I don't know, you know, for the listeners, I have a fucked up knee, left knee, and a broken right toe. <clears throat> so my toenail on the left foot, my big toenail, is hanging on by a thread. That's how hard I stubbed my toe. Yeah, broken. Not sure. Um. And my knee is, you know, I have about like, that's what I was trying to show you before I took a dive again. Um, eight, <laughs> eight band-aids. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. It looks crazy as fuck. I went to Salone's house yesterday and it I does. saw her and there's still sure blood on the band-aid. I was like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh. There's still blood on my toe, but I can't, you know, it's too painful to get all the blood off. So I have to like wait, unfortunately until it all heals so i can you know get that nice. but you know other than that i'm fine you know i'm good okay yeah yeah how about how about you ty did you fall um you know i've learned an important lesson this weekend <laughs> the mind may be willing but the body <laughs> is not body. you know in my mind i still have a lot of energy and we had a me and Asia had a full packed weekend, okay? Fully packed. And Saturday just happened to be a bus we were with a bunch of children, but I guess we drank a lot in a short period of time. And I can drink. Everybody knows I'm a bartender. I take shots all fucking night. We probably had the equivalent of three or four drinks. Yeah. Or four or five, because we had to drink at the, the place. And I woke up the next morning throwing up. And I said, hmm, that's tricky. But then I said, I'm going to still go out. We have a plan. I felt better. I said, yes. As soon as we got outside, I said, I sat down. I said, I need a nap. I need a nap. <laughs> a bitch was tired. A bitch was tired. And then we went to the everyday people party and I, I wanted to dance. I said, this is a dancing party. I'm a dancing machine. My knees, I tried to go down into a truck. My knees said, hey, it's given two step two step and maybe a bounce because my knee started to swell up and I said oh shit I'm the old bitch at the club <laughs> so I mean that's how I'm the old bitch at the club that's that's what I learned this weekend key how, how is it going over there well you know I think I've learned my limits so I try not to you know like y'all that were at the park you know to get up said hill was a little task in itself so to get up that hill was all that my knee was able to do. I did a more so shake your tail feather than I did drop down and get your legal on. I didn't do all that. I just, you know, did all that. And, um, but what I did overdo it with was the bubbles, the sparklings, even though I, like, I love them, you know, I love it, but it's just like every time and then when the sun is you know with the combination of the sun and then the music and everything I think we drank well when I say we I mean me an equivalent of <laughs> I think I drank maybe two bottles to myself oh no and I was it worked though too old for that I, then I had a side of tequila then I had a rum and coke mm. okay was, you know like no man no man like, no no that night I was feeling like however I mean, no, I was feeling it the next day. Ty saw me the next day. I wasn't, I wasn't well. 
I didn't throw up though. That's 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 I guess that's a saving grace. I didn't throw up. Maybe I needed to. I feel like it's the sugars. It's the sugars. Yes. I'm yes. I'm convinced because that's why I don't fuck with bubbles now. Cause going down, I love me a pet knot. Okay, just crisp. I love it. The next morning, mm-hmm. it, it ain't right. It no. ain't right. It ain't right. Speaking of not right, guys, we will <laughs> briefly leave you for our commercial break. And we are back. And so we are going to start off with our listener. We So we have listener questions and some comments. Uh, we have a few we have some feedback from some episodes and we will start with this one. Cause I think it was a very nice read, a very kind read from one of our listeners. This is about the episode where we were talking about the mom look and how moms, like how sometimes women lose themselves in motherhood and they all have the same like ugly Bob haircut and stuff. So this listener who I think she says she's a mom, she has something to say. So here we go. Wait, who was the person? Let's give you a name. Oh, yeah. Somebody give this. I don't know. This person did not leave a name. So okay. let's give this person a name. Any name. Joanne. Okay. <laughs> Joanne. Joanne sounds like a mom with a bob and a, a fucking Subaru. Okay, here we go. Hey, just checking in to give my perspective on um, something that was mentioned in the recent podcast about moms and how they show up as someone who's married and who also have kids. Um, a lot of times women will cut their hair or show up in you know like sweats more comfortable clothing because you realize you have less time on your hands to put into um, your appearance so um, other things become more important like getting that extra 30 minutes of sleep as opposed to putting it into having full makeup on having a full um, look put together you you start prioritizing other things so um women will tend to cut their hair, do what's more comfortable and manageable once you start having kids. So I just wanted to give my perspective because I know someone had mentioned about the whole mom bob and women cutting their hair. It's less about how you look and more about um, doing what's most important in your life. Okay. I'm going to start. That sounds terrible to me. <laughs> that sounds, that that right there was an ad to stay childless. I don't have enough time to do the things to make me feel good. I do understand, like, I understand what this, this uh, wife and mom says, right, Joanne? 100%, she's making very valid points. Like, there are things that have to take precedence. So you, like, time is a factor. Getting kids, getting a child dressed in the morning it's it's the work of Satan, okay? Th- they come up with all types of, it's it's trash. So I do understand you do have to prioritize, but like, yuck. Yeah, I feel like a lot of mothers that I've seen, they lose themselves. And when my mother had my little brother, like she wouldn't shower for days because she couldn't. And when I would come over, it would be like, great, I'm gonna take a nice long shower. And this is like a common sentiment that new mothers have, like where they're unable to take a minute of their own time to just like bathe themselves. And yes, I agree. Sounds like I'm not having a child. <laughs> That's what, I, what I hear is I'm not having a child because I understand that you have to prioritize now time and this child, but like, I don't want to lose myself. I don't want to neglect myself. 
it all comes down to like your partner to me because there's no way I'm not, you know what I'm saying, taking a shower or combing my hair and I have my fiance or, you know, maybe husband, right? Like, hello, I didn't make this kid by myself. Like, I, I'm going to take the time, but when are you off <laughs> or whatever, to get my hair done, get myself together, you know, and I just, just get myself together. Like, I don't have to be out here looking homeless or I just had freaking triplets. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's crazy to me. I don't, I, I, I can't do it. I, I, I didn't make this kid alone. I really, you know, that, I, and I stand by that. I understand, but still, no thanks. Um, I think that, <clears throat> like, while I understand what Joanne was saying, I also agree with what Salone's saying. Like, it definitely comes down to the partner, but it's also just, like, you. <laughs> you have to also understand that, you know, like being, becoming a mother and becoming a wife and all that stuff like that should just be in addition to, you know, like as just a new role that you're taking on as opposed to just like replacing who you are as, you know, like a person. Um, and I think honestly, like I, my aunts and them and my, my mom, they must've set a whole nother precedent for me. Cause one thing them women was never was, was disheveled ever. If we leave in the house, we are all looking decent. And it's not, I, I don't know if it's just a, or if it's like, but I, I feel like it's a, it's a black thing, like West Indian and black African-Americans alike, because people around me, like folks that I grew up with that were not West Indian, I've never seen their mom looking crazy. They never look crazy. You know what I mean? I just think that with some people, they just feel that once their kid looks good and once their kid is clean and all that stuff like that and presentable, then that's just like the goal. And that's that. not, that shouldn't be, that's that shouldn't my, that was be my mom. Mm-mm. That shouldn't be the goal though, because you should also not look like, you know, haggard. I feel yeah. like that's like, you know, it is, this is not, um, yeah. Like, I guess there are things that set precedent, like once they're good, give yourself, you know, and I, like I was saying, this could be a very biased thing that I'm saying, but it's just like, we weren't rich growing up. Like we ain't have nannies, never, never had, never, we're never babysat. My mother was a babysitter, like, you know, and we still had time to wear, it's not like my mom had a full face of makeup on or whatever, anything like that, but she still looked great leaving the house. And that was just a thing for her because it was just like, if she, you know, like we always hear the saying, if I look great, I feel great like type of thing so it was just yeah like I just don't agree with that and you know but teach their own because I could be talking a whole lot of shit right now when I have kids y'all gonna see me in sweats no because I was thinking about because I was like maybe because my first thought was like oh well maybe I always believe like god I'm knocking on wood listeners if I were to get pregnant and have a baby I am so adamant on the the thoughts of community. Like I, maybe because it's like when I was raised, they like those commercials, it's like, it takes a village to raise a child or whatever. I 100% believe that. I 100% mm-hmm. believe that. So like, if I need to take a shower and I can't call somebody to come over or whatever, I'm, there's, I don't see myself 
and I get what the what uh, Joanne was saying, right? Because like you do have to. There's certain things that you will have to compromise to be a, a parent, right? But if I like long, if I love having long hair, right, that's just something that I love. And then all of a sudden I'm going to cut my hair because it's more manageable because I have a fucking child. Shoot me in the face. Shoot me. In the, I don't. And, and or maybe it's just that your perspective changes once you become a mother. Mm-hmm. Right. The things that were once. And maybe that's what uh, Joanne was saying is like the things that was like once so important to you become so so much smaller because your life has expanded. I was going to say that. I feel like, I mean, and this, this does go to who the individual is, right? But I know, like, my cousin who listens, whatever, she, like, almost only buys her child clothes. She rarely buys herself anything because, like, her focus has just shifted. The, sh- sh- the sh- shift is I want her to look good. She's not going outside looking haggard. She, you know, she keeps herself up. But in terms of, like, new things, it's like, what does my child need now? She needs these new clothes. She needs her hair done. She needs this done. And also... <clears throat> With with a lack of community, she's burnt out by the time she done chased this baby around the whole house, braiding her hair, mm-hmm. standing up, catching her while she's sleeping. So it's like she does the best she can do, but it's like it doesn't matter. The best is my child looks wonderful, and yeah. we made it out the house. <clears throat> yeah, that's def- how my mom was. I definitely think community helps a whole bunch, but I think it just becomes an issue of like practicality. Like, do we have some place to be? Yes. Do I want to have a child looking like trash? No. Do I care? No. So let's we're done. We got we got the house. Right. Yeah, I get that. Rochelle will would agree on that one. <laughs> um I've never seen it. Oh, this guys, we have a male caller. Um, oh. this person did get cut off, but I think the gist is there. Uh I believe this person said their name. Hey, this is Deshaun from New York. Uh first time, long time. Uh, this is your daily dose of petty. So my aunt works for a law firm. And a couple of weeks ago, she told me that the job announced that they're going to observe Juneteenth. So she gets the day off. But then she said in the same email, they said because of that, they're going to take away Columbus Day. So now she has to come in on Columbus Day. Like everybody got to come in on Columbus Day. And I heard her tell me that, and I was like, at first, okay, I had m- multiple reactions. First, I was upset. And then I was like appalled. But then I was like, that's, yeah, but that's genius, though. No, but, like from the standpoint of, of passive, aggressive racist, that's that's genius, though. It's racist, but it's it's genius, but it's still racist, though. Anyway. Oh, and he got cut off. So mm-hmm. I, I think he was asking what was our take on that or I think so. I think he was, yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean he got cut off, so we don't know where, where else it went, but um I see what he's saying because you know, first of all, people are this year they were like, what if they were like, what is Juneteenth? Why are we even off on Monday? Like people were asking I, I and my take on is I'm not telling anyone about Juneteenth that doesn't know about it because it, we need to gatekeep something. So if you don't mm-hmm. know, you should, you, you're not supposed to know. That's my take. That's <laughs> Even not, if they're black? If they're black, yeah. If they're not black, I'm like, I don't know. Look it up. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll say I don't know. I li- I'm saying I don't know what Juneteenth is. Because I don't want, I can't, I can't come out next year and I see a white man with an Afro pig and a black face. <laughs> oh, shit. It'll be too much for me. So 
I see what he's saying. Like, they're going to be like, well, we gave, we gave the blacks the day off. So now we're taking his holiday as opposed to just keeping an extra holiday. Mm-hmm. Like it's all make-believe the job doesn't have to take one holiday to, to replace another one. So that's what he was saying is racist because it's like, Oh, so the blacks get their own holiday, but, right. but yet the Colombian. Is yeah. it racist though? Why the fuck I would I racist. have a day off for some motherfucker who made up that he discovered land that there were other motherfuckers habitat? Mm-hmm. Like, no, but that's our black point of view. So mm-hmm. the, to the to the white masses. And no, but if it's company wide, my thing is like if it's company wide, including white people having to come here with the Nina and the Pinta, the Santa Maria, that whatever the fuck that song was, <laughs> it should not be a holiday. Now, if we want to mm-hmm. celebrate indigenous people, now that's fucked up. If like they did turn it to indigenous people day, but like low key niggas still know that is Columbus right. Day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, it, and there's all that shit that comes with celebrating that day, right? Because back in the day, then they used to say like Happy Columbus Day, which is yeah, that's wild and strange, yeah. you know? And then even if you say like Happy Indigenous People Day, like really? you're celebrating the slaughter of people. So now you, they've right. had to co-op this thing because like it, it's, it's, it's a tricky, it's, it's too conflated, it's too complicated. So it's like, okay, if this is company-wide for Blacks and Whites, okay, y'all come in on Columbus Day. It should be just the Blacks off on Juneteenth because these colonizer niggas were late as fuck. They got two years late. Right. You're 24 yep. months. Okay, that's a 24-month-old baby. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see the problem. I think that more companies <clears throat> need to adopt this because, go, I, I mean, nigga, everybody love a three-day weekend. But you shouldn't have that one, not that one. I agree. I agree. I think the well, I mean, the first thing that came to my brain when he said that was, Oh, reparations! Oh, look look at that, (laughs) it's coming. (laughs) Is it just you know what I mean? Because it's just like I feel like Columbus Day is less and less becoming something that anyone wants to you know like that can relate to you know just the uneducated people like they're the ones that you know still believe in that columbus day theory and you would swear he was american like it's just like all of the this it's just so much it just doesn't yeah it just doesn't make sense it's it's mainly the southern dumbasses sorry (laughs) but you know it's mainly the southern white people that really hold on to you they have such a hard time letting go of certain things and it's just like why is this a thing for you like he didn't discover this land next yeah (laughs) he didn't discover this next you know what i mean so it's like that i feel like it's less and less becoming a thing especially with these new generation of the the younger kids coming up they're not dealing with that shit it's like fuck columbus day and i i would rather go to school (laughs) than be off on columbus day like that's how these kids are adopting it but I do agree with the fact that it should only be, it would never be this, but it should only be a day that we get off. Yes. 100%. I do 100% agree with that because we already see it happening. The, the, how, how the, um, how it's going to be capitalized. It. Yeah. Like we're already seeing it. You know what I mean? Like from Walmart, <laughs> it's like soon we're going to have it. We're going to have it. You know what I'm saying? That we're going to get in the starting like, Next year, following year, we're going to start getting the Juneteenth blowout sale emails. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's going to happen. 
Yeah. See, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I thought you were going to talk about how June, Juneteenth is already kind of being co-opted by white people because, like, let's talk about. Well, that when I say capitalize, me, Nikki, <laughs> and Asia were at the same. We were at the same Juneteenth. Like, we started off at the same Juneteenth event. There were way more white people than I expected. Mm-hmm. Now they could be. They could be black people who just happen to look white right because we know about genealogy and genetics and how all of that works right but it was a lot of um nordic looking motherfuckers out there yes <laughs> it, it was given it was given tricky it and was given tricky with their uh black partners which i was that's what i was saying yeah i saw with partners because it's like you do want to share this day with your partner who happens to be white However, <laughs> I don't know. Don't. I think someone said if, you, if, if, if your baby is white too, leave it at home. Like, I, <laughs> and it's like I. That's that's very tricky because this is my boyfriend, my husband, my child, who are of the caucus. How do I not share this day with them? Especially my child, right? Like my child needs to know that they are black, right? but they also don't look black. So I can't exclude them from this event. Mm. But also, should they be here? <clears throat> it's, it's very strange. But I do think, I, th- I think even I would have left my white partner at home for the, for the events. If we're now a family with a child, we're all coming, let's go. But you just, you just the boo, you, you don't gotta be here today. What if you don't have black friends? Cause I've seen, I did see a group. I saw two groups where there was, they were mixed. It, it, there was some age, there was like one group with just all white girls and then one black girl that they were on the outer side of the park. Like when we first walked up the thing and then closer in like further off to us, there was like a mixed group of like people like white, Asian, but there was only one black girl there. And I was like- They're likely not from here. You think so? I, the reality? Why well, they probably not from here? I th- no, I think I think, I think people. So. I do want to have somebody who grew up in the suburbs on next season because I feel like sometimes, if you grow up the only, you know, and we don't experience that because like we all grew up in the city and it took me a long time into my twenties to realize that like, damn, your life was strange if you don't know how to like interact with the Asian person, even though like black people are highly problematic in the way that we um, <laughs> relate to other races in our neighborhood. Cause like, we should not be calling the corner store Ak or Muhammad. Like a lot of the times the name or Ali or whatever, everybody name ain't that, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you go into the Chinese restaurant, my cousins, it's very, very mm-hmm. problematic. Like you go into Ching Chong, you know what I'm saying? It's just like shit that the, but at least we know how to live amongst and interact and like the diversity was diverse in, you know, Mm -hmm. but there are people from other places that they were the only one. And then it's like, how do you integrate or how do you like now have a group of black friends, like in making a friends as adults, it's hard as fuck. Right. But that's, that's a decision on you though. Like you have to do that. You have to actively try to do that. Like I understand they are, and when I say they like, they're not from here, I mean like the five boroughs is what I meant. Like maybe Long Island, 
or maybe you know what I mean like because even in I because I spent half of my life growing up in Staten Island I didn't have white friends like I was only around black people Hispanic people like there was white people at my school but those weren't my friends you know what I mean like that my immediate surrounding were other black people or or Mexicans like that's just what it was not every suburb I think is white and it could be affluent and still not be just mainly white, you know? So it's like, I feel like, yeah, the further, you know, North you go when you're talking about, you know, like the tri-state area, it's likely that, you know, you're going to see less and less of your, your own people. If your family is like middle-class or above that, or if you were adopted, there's, there's other things in that. Like if you were adopted, but you weren't adopted, this is going to be a sidebar. <laughs> but I saw this white lady with her black kid. And she was clearly mixed. Like she was, she was a mixed child. Um, but these are the things that when we say white people have no business adopting black kids, this child's hair looks like she was just let free locks. Like just, it was just so just, I was just like, but why? Why? And she was in best side. So it's like, I, there, you passed 15 hair salons. You, you passed some. Like, and if this is a mixed family, because the, the child was clearly black and white, like she was clearly mixed. Where, what, the dad's side, you ain't got no siblings, you like nothing. And that's anyway, that's sidebar. Hair? I mean, that's one thing about it. It my was daddy, a sidebar, but. It's a tricky nigga, was, but he would do my hair. He know how to do bubbles. If you want twists, if you want break, like it's no, but he he know how to do my hair. But anyway, <laughs> back, but you know what I'm saying. Back to you know, like I I I get that there up until a certain age, you're responsible. Like you're not really responsible for your surroundings because you know, like your parents live here, they chose to live here, whatever. But as an adult, as like if you are the only black child and you in growing up in Utah, maybe don't apply to colleges in Utah. Like, that's just a thought. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like after a certain age, you have to make a constant, a conscious decision to be the only, like after when you become an adult and if you are still the only, that might not be an everybody else problem. That might, that might not be a man problem. Like the man as a you problem, like, you shouldn't still be the only as an adult. Like that's just, that's just wild. You know, made a point. You got me there. Um, Salon, did you have something to add? No. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll move on. Uh, we don't need an, uh, okay. We don't need a name. She gives, she gives her name. Hello, hello, ladies of pontificating. Okay, I'm trying to make this question not be lame. Uh, okay, so in a lot of episodes, not a lot, maybe in a couple episodes, I've heard, I think at least two or three of you mention that, you know, we're sick of this country, which is true, I get it. Um, and you'd want to move and live abroad. So it's kind of like a two-part question. My question is, where would you move to? Why? And would you consider marrying someone from that culture? So I guess it's three parts. Anyway, can't, hear, can't wait to listen. Bye. Oh, this is Yara, by the way. Hi, Ty. Bye. Hmm. 
That is you know? I mean, I think I know where I would go. I wouldn't be there full time. I'm definitely going to Africa. I'm I'm going to the most colonized part of Africa, so it feels like America. Um, but I'm going to South Africa. I'm going to Johannesburg because I've had such a I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it, but just like I felt a rooted beautiful. Yeah, I just felt like a rooted, I belong here. I can see myself being here as tricky as the racism, the, the racism is just as racism in there as it is here. Um yeah, I think I would I think I would go there. I think I would go there. Um and of course I would marry a South African. They are very smart. I mean, I went there. I had a South African husband for a day before it got before it got tricky as fuck. Um, it got scary. Uh, but <laughs> shut up, Key. Um, but yeah, I definitely would uh, marry a South African so I can have dual citizenship. I don't know where the fuck that passport would take me, but who cares? It ain't here. Mm. I also consider going to Germany. I mean, it's 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 weird. Not Germany. Where's the place where the super? I'm- I would say Germany, cold as fuck. You don't want to the go supermarket. there. Supermarket. <laughs> no, in Germany, the supermarket is excellent. Okay, I saw a TikTok. I saw a tickety tockety, and I said, I want a supermarket like that. If you need orange juice, they have oranges in a juice that press the juice. If you want peanut butter. There is a peanut butter machine. There are peanuts in a machine and then it crushed like it makes peanut butter. So you know that you are getting the thing in which you are getting. It's not, it, it's just, um, just not an that, American thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just taking that thing off health off the table. I was like, that's the way in which I would like to, um, live, but yeah, that's good. I- maybe I'll marry a black German, but. I don't yeah, want. I was thinking Germany too. I always have Switzerland for some reason. I don't ask me. I don't know. I'm, okay, I, Tina Turner, just, you got you looking I like just, you got Tina Turner here. I just love. <laughs> I just love the land and just. I mean, there's racism everywhere, but nothing quite compares to the United States of America. So, um, I always say Switzerland and you know the healthcare and all kind of stuff. I'm like, I'll be the only black here. Whatever they might be more, you know, inclusive, inclusive of inclusive of me, and then I said Germany because you know it's very diverse over there as well. Um, and my sister lives there, so I I I, I would have no problem moving to Germany. You know, the only thing obviously would be the language, but you know I'll get there, and of course I'll marry a German. It doesn't have to be a black German. Um, and, and third, third place would be Nigeria because there is an abundance of wealth over there. Don't 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 look like all right. Don't look. Oh, at they that. are wealthy, but Nigeria. I'm not gonna hold you. You know, Nigeria. They don't carry last, but it's scary to me. It it is it is very scary, and the media makes it out to be a lot more scarier than it really is because there's a lot of black excellence. In, in Nigeria, a lot. Mm-hmm. Listen, I can agree with that. Airline that I work for, honey, you want to see these flights? Do you want to see how they act? I, I feel like they're oblivious over there because they're they're so wealthy. 
um, they treat people like shit. So that's the only qualm that I will have. They treat Americans like shit. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't. They treat, they treat themselves. There's a whole fucking caste system over there. I'm listening to me, but there's a whole fucking caste system over there. You should see how they treat, they, they treat the women crazy. They treat the, the housekeepers because, you know, they have butlers and all these kind of, they treat them fucking crazy. They talk down to them. But, you know, I, I, I do like the culture. So it's like, a, a, I don't know. It's like a, a bittersweet kind of thing I, for me. I love the monarchy that they have the monarchs. It's, it's, that they have. I, I'll, I'll be surrounded by fucking black people, but not for long because, you know, the whites are taking over everything. So right now, I don't know mm. where the fuck I'm going. You know, no fucking way. Mm. China. China taking over Africa. China, exactly. They they're they're building you know all kinds of infrastructure. Like they're literally planting their seeds and sowing them everywhere. Everything is so depressing. Everything exactly. So I don't know. I really don't know. I'm sorry, Yara. I really fuck. I'm fuck. Asia. Um, I don't know either exactly, but definitely I want I want to be somewhere predominantly black. Um, that's something I do want. I would definitely marry the person, the black person from that place. Um, those three parts, right? Where would you marry them? And why? Why would I you go to that place? By black people. Um, that's it, really. I know it'll be a change in language, but I'll learn or not, whatever. But I just feel like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could live long term someplace else, honestly, even though I hate America so much. Um, but I, I am from here. I grew up here. I, this is a familiarity, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I would like to just be in a place where like, I'm, th- I'm not, I'm just, I'm just existing as a black person. And mm. like, when I went to Haiti, I felt that for the first time and it felt so good. Cause even like, I've been to other islands, whatever, but there's a really high tourist population. So you, you, you still feel the whiteness of a lot of, a lot of islands. Right. But Haiti was very much like, we went to a resort and at the resort we saw white people, whatever, whatever. But I spent most of my days just kind of traveling the country and it was just like, no, I'm just, I'm black, you're black. Now, of course we're a different kind of black because diaspora, but it just felt, it was just nice to just like be black amongst other black people without the idea of white people existing. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was refreshing. I, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I would like to have that again. Also, if I do have a child, I do want them to experience not being the other person. I want them to be immersed in that fact that they're a black person. And I feel like a lot of uh, uh, non-black Americans, like when we go, when we have our arguments, whatever, whatever, they don't understand the um, black American plight because they grew up just black. They grew up in a caste system, mm-hmm. but they grew up just black. So I, would, mm-hmm. I want my child to do, I, my child should know how America works, whatever and whatever, but I want them to also just be, just be a black person, like not worried about other people's ethnicities or, or races in their everyday life. Cause we didn't, I didn't have that. And like, you know, simple thing is watching TV. I'm like, if I watch, if I'm watching a TV show, the black character, I'm like, oh, that's a black character. If it's a game show, I don't care if the black person has to win. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like- time. I feel like if you're a white person, you kind of get to, I mean, if you're a neutral white person, you're racist, obviously, but if you're a neutral white, maybe even an ally white, right? You're watching a show and you're like, may the best player win. No, that's not how I watch TV. I'm like, I want the black person to win. I don't care how shitty they are. I like, you have to convince me you're a bad person. I'm like, nope, the black has to win immediately. That's how I watch like game shows, stuff like that. So 
I just would love my child or myself to just kind of not to consider the, our blackness in every one of our thoughts. Yeah, I I agree. I, I don't know what that would look like for me, but I do dream about that. Like, how would you feel if you wake up and everybody just like looks like you and you ha- don't? Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Um, We have one question. I don't know what this question is. I, I just call this in three questions. Okay. Oh, let's give this person a name. I don't think they gave a name. Um, what's the question about? Do you know? Or you have no idea? No, it's three back-to-back questions. I literally don't Wait. have any. Oh, okay. Any name, it doesn't matter. Let's, let's hear Ira. One. Ira. Okay. Whoa. Ira sounds like a man. Mm-hmm. I said Tyra. Oh, Tyra. Okay, Tyra. Yeah. <laughs> well, that means there's a 50-50 chance that this question goes problematic <laughs> as hell. So say you guys dated within the friend group and when it comes to group gatherings, you don't really know if you want to go because you don't really know what the vibes is going to be. What advice would you give me? Would you guys go or not go? So okay. This caller is saying oh. date it within your friend group, right? So say if you're dating within your friend group and there's a gathering happening, like do you like would you go because you don't know what the I'll, vibes are? I don't think be? I don't think that's what she said. I think she was saying in the friend group. Yeah, like no, if you dated two saying. friends. Look, we're gonna listen to it one more time. So say you guys dated within the friend group and when it comes to the friend group. Yeah, friend group. You don't really know if you want to go because you don't really know what the vibes is going to be. What advice would you give me? Would you guys go or not go? No, that's what she's saying. I'm sorry. I'm declaring. Yeah, like the friends. Like she's back homies. She said if you're dating within the friend group, so like within your friend group, you're dating within your friend group and you're invited to a gathering, would you go? Like, and you don't know what the vibe is going to be. Would you go? So like, say if you're dating a friend, right? So in our friend group, say if we're dating the one man in our friend group, right? Like say if you're dating the one man in our friend group, but y'all haven't solidified what it is. what it is. Y'all just fucking around, but y'all friends and you're going to a, a gathering. Like, do you go? Yes. Yes. I'll go. Yeah. I but I, 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 it depends. Wait, I, don't, I wouldn't go hang out with your, your own friends. If, so yeah, that's why I feel like it's that point else. and something intimate happened, right? But y'all didn't talk about what it is. And then the next time you see each other is when there's a bunch of niggas around. Nah, you gotta shoot myself in the foot. You gotta put that PDA shit aside. I'd rather shoot myself in the foot. Nah, we 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 around each other. Like, no. I I I hate going somewhere. I but I hate going somewhere and I don't know like I hate going somewhere and I have to be on my like especially if you're so used to being in a friend and it's just like us niggas and we just like we nigging and now I got this other this other energy especially I feel like the caller what we call her Ira I feel like Ira got it, like mad Ira. energy for the friend. she is not she is not Jewish I said Tyra oh you said Tyra Tyra <laughs> <laughs> and, and I feel like it Tyra. could be fun I feel like it could be fun too because it's like you know you probably could come out um <laughs> To the friend group at some other point you know what i'm saying like you come out to the friend group yeah like you know oh yeah you know we fucking okay. around we kicking it this that and the third like you no, don't so gotta 
I'm sorry. Well, here's, here's selfish. the thing. I'm this is you new. selfish, bro. Because now you're going to fuck up the friend dynamic because y'all don't even know what this is before you tell everybody what the fuck this is. Because this could just be our little secret. Like, oh, wait, escape. Here's, here's my confusion because I'm, I'm, I'm really not understanding what the problem is. So me and the one friend, we hooked up. Yes. Is it a hookup yeah. or are we like a thing? No, she said like, dating. She said feel, dating. No, she said no. She didn't say dating. She said dating. In, in the, in the she friend. said dating. Oh, she said dating. Yeah. She said dating. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So if you if it's new and y'all just exploring, you gonna tell everybody? Well, that that's the wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm sorry, she didn't wait. clarify. Um, yeah, I must I must clarify. Is she saying because <laughs> is she if is she saying? Me and old dude messed around or messing around. Where is where we're bumping nasties? That's a secret thing we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And then our whole friend group is having a party, right? Yes. Will I still attend that party? Because you, she said, because you don't know what the vibes are. When you yeah. when the vibes are off, it's because you you and that person. Yes, that's what I'm like, saying. Oh, I'm still going oh. because I'm not gonna I'm not see my friends because whatever. I know it. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to. You can ruin it for everybody. Yeah, you know, ruin it for everybody. But you know you're going to be drinking. If you know you are messy drunk, don't listen. Well, if y'all fucking with, listen, let me tell you. If that's y'all fucking around in a friend group, don't tell me until y'all, it, I mean, a solid friendship because that changes the dynamic of the fucking friendship. It does. It does. It, does. it sure it does. does. put me in your shit. Yeah. And now we got to be on that when y'all getting into arguments, you fucking it up. You no, I don't want that shit. I don't unless y'all are in a committed relationship. If y'all just fucking around and it's messy, keep that messy. Don't bring that mess to my front door because all I want to do is play spades and nig and dance and sing. Songs. <laughs> I understand that. That, I, that I has can't... to do with the individual too. Like that has yeah. to do with the individual. Individual. I was gonna say. I now I'm missing you. I'm missing your nig and, and, and spades. Because of this nigga, like, no, I'm coming. Because oh, so long, why you, why you make it? What the because then it's gonna be weird if yeah. one or either of us don't come. Because it's gonna be, yeah. Show up. That looks weird. Also, those that are my looks friends. weird. Yeah, I feel like this yeah. person, Tyra. I don't know who Tyra is. Girl, personally, it sounds like a personal messy problem because. I I I so like that's why I can't relate because I would never get drunk and show my ass because I'm exactly. fucking I would never do it so I can't even I can't even comprehend. We've had that happen in our friend group in college. I feel like this caller is very young because this is a young ass question. But no, what I'm saying so again as an older person, as someone who is nonchalant as fuck when it comes to who I'm dating, like mm-hmm. I'm right. I can't relate to not attending the party because I'm not gonna do anything that you know we're fucking unless I tell you. Like you're never gonna know. Yeah. But you've had a party ruined because somebody was dating in a friend group and it got messy as fuck. No, but I didn't ruin it. See what I'm saying? What I go through. <laughs> you know what? And I, I, I feel triggered by this because I was there that night and it, it just fucks up. It just fucks up the dynamic. So it's like, I in the chat. That, I who it is. Cool. keep that shit to yourself. Like, I don't need to, um, like I've had like too many messy friends. Under wraps. I don't huh? think that I feel like if everything is under wraps and, and you know, you're, you're, you're both grown. Like, I don't see the need to to skip out on, on a good friend group. And all three of these people in the chat were my friends. <laughs> like all three of these motherfuckers were my friends and it was, it gets messy and don't put that shit gets at messy. my, don't put that at my door. Yeah. Like even as adults, yeah. I can see it getting, especially when it's like niggas getting high, niggas getting drunk. You, people, especially if you know that you are an emotional drunk, stay home. 
count this one out. Do I think, okay, that's I think, why I said I think it. the it's full the question is, problem. yeah, I think the full question is, hi, I'm an emotional person. <laughs> I'm a jealous person. Should I attend this party? Because I'm like, girl, stay home. But, but I'm saying, I, me, I would, I would not stay home because yeah, I'm nothing is going to happen. Gonna know. I can, I can guarantee you, you will not know. I'm not going to get emotional. That's you, but everybody, nobody is going to say I'm an emotional person. I'm a jealous. These niggas be thinking they nonchalant too. They be like, nah, I'm cool. That's a cucumber. Like, no, I see everything that you feel. Here's the thing. Here's the rule. If you have to question it, stay home. <laughs> that's what mm, if, mm. you, if you if you have to question yourself can i handle this party the answer is no if you're not thinking it girl, go to the party but if you have to be like if you if you got to call in the four people you don't know and that's <laughs> do not go to that party the vibes will be off and you might be the vibe that is off please stay home and do not ruin a good time there we go i agree that's my answer i agree <laughs> um sound advice <laughs> Oh, okay. We have a comment. We have a comment and then we have a really good question coming up. No, it's a complete sentence. I want to thank you guys for such a dope um, podcast episode. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't really respect boundaries because they don't like to hear the word no. I personally do not like to hear the word no, but do realize, hey, I do need to respect people's space and boundaries. It is definitely difficult to set boundaries with a person that you are in a, a romantic relationship with and, and live with um, in comparison to family. Like my family is across the country and I can easily set space and time between me and them with no problem outside of geography. But someone that's actually in your bed and you're on your couch and your space all the time, definitely hard to relinquish um, boundaries and space or request it um, without the other person feeling bad. So this this caller basically uh, agreed with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was nice to hear. Okay, and then we have this question. We don't have to have a name because I believe this person gave their name. Hi, ladies. Do you think masculine and feminine gender roles lead to healthy relationships or do you guys think gender equality is important in a relationship um i just want to know your thoughts thank you she didn't leave her name she put her name in the thing i can tell you that was the Daniwa. yes <laughs> fashionista hey, it's given yes what's that brick house okay brick motherfucking house bad bitch extraordinaire um um well I think I can, yeah. So the question was, do we think gender, does she think gender roles or do we think that gender roles are important or gender equality is more important? That's essentially what it was that she was saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, well, well, in a yeah, I feel in a relationship. In a, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for me, it's a, it's like right, it's like a mesh of both. It's like there are um, like equality as far as like, I guess also to the level that we are, like the stage that we are in a relationship. So like equality for me, like the first thing that comes to my brain is just like, we both had this kid. <laughs> so I'm not doing all the work. We got to share, you know, responsibilities and all that stuff like that. Um, as far as like roles go, um, 
it's not like there's I feel like it's a situation based for me, like with certain things like um, like we both cook. It's not like, oh, you have to cook and you have to clean. And, you know, we both cook. I definitely clean more. Um, but he takes out the garbage like he, you know, like it's for ninety nine point nine percent of our dates. He pay date night. He pays or when we're going somewhere like he paid. So it's just like there's just certain things. He definitely brings home way more bacon because finance, you know, like I ain't got that. So um, but. Yeah, as far as those things go, like, yeah, like this is just not um, and just basic like mannerisms, like opening the door. And it's like things that he does that I don't even, you know, like I'm not really conscious of until I think about it, like opening the door. And, you know, like there's just certain things because of that's how he was raised and that's what he's going to do. Um, but there was there's never of like, I'm the man you have to listen to what I say type of thing. Like there's none of that. Um, but there's also a level of respect that I just have for him in our relationship because he just assumes the role without me having to say anything. Um, so it's just like, whatever, I'm not going to go out to the club, shake my ass because I have a man. <laughs> so let me just stay, you know, cause, and he respects me. So I, I don't want to do these things obviously, but it's just like, I feel like, um, yeah, it's based on stages and I feel like I shouldn't, one, one thing I shouldn't have to teach you, I think that's something that's important for me. Like, I shouldn't have to tell you, yo, hold my door, like, you know, carry this heavy ass bag. You see me struggling. Like there's things that I shouldn't have to say. Um, so I guess, yes, role is important for me um, with certain things like that, but um equality for me comes again yeah at this different levels and where we are in the relationship like um yeah i agree with you um Key, but i tend to lean into the gender roles a little bit more than i i tend to lean into the gender roles a little bit more than than i i think or i'm conscious of because it's like yeah, I'll work hard, but you know, you can work harder. Um, I can change a tire because <laughs> I have a lot of brothers. My, my dad has 23 kids. I know how to change a tire, but I won't. Um, I'm gonna call you and, and you're gonna come do that. Again, um, the quality in that I can pay for a meal, but 99% of the time I won't, you know, birthday or anniversary, razzle-dazzle. I'll do that. I'll pick up the tip. But again, I agree with you. Um, like I, I expect you to do these things, even though I can, you know what I mean? So um, equality, like you were talking about raising uh, kids, I didn't make this child alone. So we'll be equal on that. You know what I mean? Like I can pay my, my share of the bills. Again, you can do most because that's again where I lean into the gender roles because why not like why do we have to go half and half on on this mortgage for what you know I, I barely work because I don't want to I want to live a soft life so yes I do lean in heavily to the gender roles and I don't mind I don't mind cooking cleaning you know he doesn't cook so I cook you know he'll do breakfast you know manly things i will never ever take the garbage out never never i've never done it 
even when I lived with my parents, I have two brothers. That's your job. You know, I, I maintain the house. I, I, I cook. You take the garbage out. I, I, I can once again, but I never will. So it's, again, I'm kind of like on the fence with the, you know, like in the middle, kind of like a, a, a sweet spot with the gender equality and, and gender roles. Because, you know, we all got, we all got roles in life. No, that's it. Yeah, we touched on this, I think, on our gender role topic. But um, yeah, I do. I also believe in gender roles. Um, I do believe you should have that talk with your partner about what they what they believe gender roles work, how they work as well. I don't think it should be this thing where I assume I'm the woman, you're the man. We're going to automatically know what each one considers gender roles because that's how you end up with miscommunication and wrong expectations. And when it comes to equality, I don't want to be equal to a man. I don't want it because I'm not where I want equity, not equality. Because even though we both had this child, <laughs> did we both have this child? No, I had this child. You came in my vagina and I carried this child for nine months. <laughs> and now I have to breastfeed and now I have to have contractions. So no, we're not equal. And I don't want equal parts of this situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. you to do a lot. I want you to, to do a lot because you're not breastfeeding. And if I'm, if I'm working also, you will never be right, especially in, t- in terms of like children, you're not going to do what I have to do. So I want, I don't want equality. I want you, I want you to go over above and beyond. So mm-hmm. I think gender roles are important in, in relationships with the right conversation about what your expectations are. Because okay. I feel like men are just like, well, cook and clean. And it's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Do you like, I don't, it, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work for you. Some people are okay with splitting the bills 50, 50. And if it works for you, it works for you. But I just think like the bigger issue of, of gender roles and equality is this missing conversation about what we're all expecting in these gender roles and equality. Because like you said, I could do this, but I don't want to. And yeah. I don't have to with another man. That's not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think men, and women too, probably, I don't know. But as someone who dates men, I feel like they're just a little, they're, they're, they want the gender role leaned in part without doing their leaning in part. Like I said before, if we're both, if we're both wor- working 40 hours a week, I'm not doing any more than you. This is, this is without children. I'm not doing any more than you. I'm not cleaning every day. I'm not cooking every day. We work in the same 40 hours. Why am I doing more? Even if you make more money, I was also at work. I wasn't just doing nothing all day. And women make less money than men, not because we volunteered as tributes to make tributes to make less money, because we are a patriarchal society. So you make more money, spend more money. First mm-hmm. of all, my money has to go on tampons. There's a whole like <laughs> a whole set of, of, of fees you will never have to pay. <laughs> I don't know what the figure is, but it's probably like tens of thousands of dollars women spend on uh, uh, sanitary napkins and feminine hygiene products throughout their life. Let's say you start at like 13 or 14. 10, bro. Right. And you go to 16. 10. 10. And you go to 60. That is probably like $20,000. I'm sure it's even more. I'm sure it's even more than that, that we spend on things we it's have. Definitely to. more. Yeah, yeah, I'm, definitely. yeah. I'm sure it's more. And it's like, you, you never have this expense. So no, we're not spending the same. We're not. Yeah. We got out of tampon fun. I'm not doing it. Agree. <laughs> yeah. 
when I think of equality in a relationship, I don't necessarily, uh, whatever, I'm convinced that I'm going to make more money than whoever I end up with, but that may not also be true. But I think the equality will have to, it depends on who my partner is, right? Because like I can have, I have my ideals of what I would like for my partner to be, right? Like I, I was just thinking, y'all were talking, I was like, I don't think I can respect a man who will like let me walk on the outside of the street. And I, I know that sounds so mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. And I was a person who it didn't bother me until I had a male friend. He was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he was like, you walk on the inside. You walk on the inside. I walk on the outside. If a car comes, it's me first. And I was like, oh, that's a level mm-hmm. of protection that I did. I wasn't accustomed to. Now I'm so like, it is part of what I expect for a man to do. And it's just, and I use that example as, um, like, so maybe my partner doesn't show up in that way. Well, that's a, that's a barometer for me, but like, I, I will have to pay attention to how my partner will show up in in the protection role, how he would show up in the provider role, how, cause it may not be, the provider may not be monetary, right? It may be emotional, it may be support and, you know, it, it just, it depends on what is, what is equal to me, what balances me out and where I am in my life. Um, and it, yeah. And things that I, I may have in my mind, like I don't want to pay rent. If I have a man living here, you will pay the rent, but maybe there's something else that he will provide for me that I'm like, okay, maybe we can split it. You know, maybe you're, you're, providing in a different way maybe you're pouring into me in a different way uh like I don't have to work as many days but I'm making more money so I can pursue my acting so yeah of course I'll take some of the burden off of you and and then that's how it is so maybe in it, like now I'm thinking like maybe it may not be in the societal sense of the way things used to be in the olden days for me but I'm like there there has to be something of equal weight in how you provide in my life that may not be the same as everybody, like, you know, the, the trigger shit on, on social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the issue with the word equal is that we all, we, we, like you said, we assume is 50, 50 of, of, of a thing. So I cook dinner. So you must cook um, breakfast or I clean this. So you do this other thing. That's a direct correlation to the thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem because it, it may not be that way. It may be like, you know, he has no money. Well, no, no, I, I rebuke that. He doesn't, he's not, he's not paying all the bills. Right. But literally anything you need before you thought of it, it is done. Like you, you mentioned casually, oh my gosh, my car is a flat tire casually to yourself or you're on the phone in the morning, your car is fixed. And it's just like, right. okay, he's, he's providing, you know, he can't do the money thing, which again, rebuke that, but <laughs> he is giving like he's giving more he's he's giving you more than just this like tit for tat to what you're giving right. to him he's giving you all he has and then you have to decide is all he has what you want <laughs> but if he's giving all he has and it's like okay it's not he's not trying to hold back to be equal he's giving me the whole hundred percent i'm such a sucker i'm like i love him <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's a long dream man (laughs) yeah no but that's such a a good point that you made is like people think that the uh, the thing that makes it equal that balance it out it's it's the it's the correlation of like it it's the cause and effect of one other thing and it's like it's not like 
yeah, he can pay. You can like say if, like the woman, you can pay all the bills, but he's built every single piece of furniture in your apartment, anything that you want. Like then there's other things. I think sometimes you have to like think deeper than yeah, because I feel like the only way that I would pay all the bills in my house is if my if that man is so emotionally mature that he makes me grow up in a way that like I'm like, you got this. You know what I'm saying? Like you up here, like, let's get up, let's meditate, let's do Reiki. Like that. I'm like, yo, whatever you want, whatever you want. <laughs> we try to make sure we mentally sound, we build some shit. Like, yeah. Okay. This is um two comments from one person about one was they were both from the this past episode and we just talked about one salon not this is not part of the soft life honey it's not getting up every day going to the work working like a a dog no it's not soft at all that's the hard life honey i concur wait you talking about the peruvian corn like the corn on the cob girl that joint is not it it is like swollen like puffy and just like water like what is that but they sweet corn you got to get the regular sweet corn the sweet corn is popping we're gonna call her new york nancy because she sounds like she's from new york okay so we have one we have two more questions uh from oh no we have three more questions uh let's i'm gonna pick this first question because this is more of a i'm interested to know what kioma thinks about this i'm gonna throw it out there hey so i'm asking this question because i just realized that we have uh, voting this summer and i guess my question is as far as politics, um, do you keep up with politics? And if you do, what got you interested um, in keeping with uh, politics? Uh, was it from school or was it just from, you know, your need to stay alive <laughs> and survive in this country? Um, I would say mine was um, a bit of both. Um, more so, yeah, staying alive. I have to know what the fuck be going on. Um, uh, but I was very interested all throughout junior high and like maybe majority of high school as well. I, w- I wanted to be a, um, political journalist. I was, that was my like goal. That's what I was going to do. I was going to be out here like, um, uh, these, you know, CNN journalists, in, in, you know, like these war stricken countries and everything like that. Um, and then it was like, I don't know if y'all remember, but um, around after we invaded Iraq, that journalist that was like beheaded on TV. I was like, it's not the job for me. It's not the job for me. And then um, in college, basically all throughout college, I was like, I'm going to go work for the, the UN. I was in model UN and everything. And then there was a um it was like during model un we had to, we we actually got to go to the un and see like the big cri- and work in the crisis room and everything like that and it was so traumatizing i came home every day crying because i was like this country is so trapped what is the point of the un we literally can't do anything like you you can't do anything you have to pick and it's like it's like one of these things where it's like legit a map of the world and each country is like illuminated from where it's like green is everything's cool so nothing was green um but and then you go to like yellow and then red and red is crisis 
And majority of the fucking map was just illuminated red. And you have to literally pick and choose where you're going to go and who you're going to save. And like what, and not even save, right? Because it's like the UN can only interfere so much and intervene so much because you're supposed to be Switzerland, right? You're like supposed to save lives, but you're also not supposed to take a life type of thing. So I was like, this is fucking useless. This is literally pointless. Why? (laughs) Why is this here? You know? And um, when, and this was also like um, during, uh, oh my gosh. I forget what fucking crisis, but when they tried to fucking take out Hillary Clinton ass when she was in um, that damn country and they blew up, like they attacked like the U.S. embassy and essentially like these U.N., um, they were and they were volunteers like they weren't even like really like working so much for the U.N., but they were U.N. volunteers and they were trying to get children out and they blew up that van with the children and the like. And so I was just like, no, I'm not not for america hell no like i'm not i'm not bust. i might as well just sign up for the fucking army or the marines or something like that i'm not doing that um and then mainly it just became for survival like um you know i have brothers um they are all you know i'm you would assume i'm the youngest because of how short i am but like i have you know and my brothers are out here in these streets like some more than others, but, you know, it's like for them, I really try to stay conscious of what is going on. And like the new laws that, you know, this country always seemingly passes without anyone noticing, especially state laws, state laws can so ease and bills can so easily be passed without us not knowing, without us knowing shit, because we're just not conscious enough. And it's like not something that's reported on CNN and, you know, all the, like the popular news networks that we always check. So I really try to be conscious of that because, you know, like simple things, like, you know, when you get pulled over, like when they say pop your trunk, don't pop your trunk. Like, don't, don't do that. Like, that's just not smart. But, you know, like a lot of people don't know that, like, they don't know, like certain things are like not an option for you or are an option for you. The fact that you don't have to walk around with ID until you're 16, like you don't have to do that but they will deadass like try to throw these kids in jail and like all these wild shit. So it's mainly for that, mainly for them. than it is really like for me, um, because again, like those are, you know, I feel like that's like my, my form of like being a big sister to them is just like, did y'all hear about this thing that got passed the other day? Like, don't do that. Or like, now you gotta carry around ID. Um, and just, I feel like ever since I moved back to Brooklyn, I've become more aware of the effects of gentrification because I like live in a neighborhood that's not, it's still, you know, on the cusp, it's not hundred percent there, but it's just like little things like voting for, you know, our borough president and stuff like that. These are things that can make a big difference from block to block, you know, like just walking a few blocks down or, you know, um, yeah, just like stuff like, I feel like, I, I, I can understand the other side of it too when people are just like it doesn't fucking matter because I, I, I can definitely get it. Um, but for me, it's just like I feel like I'm doing something when I when I'm knowledgeable, when I when I know, when I can when I can have a conversation with somebody, you're not about to school me because I know what the fuck I'm talking about too. So it's like also for that as well. So yeah, I just feel like it's my little part of saying like, you know. I'm not necessarily sheep 
I, I, I can make a decision for myself and um, yeah. All around it, all fronts <laughs> covered. Keith, <Right>. every <laughs> single last one of them. What <laughs> about you, Sally B? Um, I feel the same way with Keith. It's like I have um, a level of interest, but um, that level of interest also fucking depresses me more in my life I'm every time you turn on the news or I, I don't watch the news but it's just my dad was a politician so I grew up around politics so I always made it like <laughs> no I'm reading I'm reading I'm reading do you guys hear that is it on my yeah, there is. Do you is still that... hold on? Nothing. Okay, you can go ahead, Sloan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, is it bad? I, to... I think it's alone. It's me still. No, I just muted myself and y'all didn't hear it. So I'm no, like, maybe it. it's me. I heard it. Even when I said still. Yeah, it was like. You hear it? It's like that. I don't hear anything. It stopped now. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to touch anything then. Yeah, I, I don't know. Are we going to like, I don't know, merge that together? Because who knows? Um, yeah, my I would say my dad, uh, I have some level of, you know, you know, protecting myself and the ones around me closest to me. Um, same like Yuki, you know, they sneak so many things um, by us. Um, and it's so easy to miss until you're in that situation, in that situation or in trouble already. Um, people don't know like the, all the resources like um, available to them. Um, so in that part of the, the politics, I, I don't know. I try to keep up with just so that I'm in the know, but I've always made it a life uh, long commitment to not be so invested in politics because I feel like having a dad that was in politics, it really fucking, it, it like, I see what it does to like a family. Like it's all, it's all that he can think of. Even to this day, he can't let shit slide. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it just ravished our household. Um, just it's this talk of, of politics and then you're, you know, going against this one party and, and it's just, it's too much for me is, is what I'm trying to say. So I just know just enough um, to survive and to, you know, help who I can around me. But other than that, I don't have a vested interest in it because it depresses me in the long run. Okay. Um, same, more of the same. I did not care about anything for a long time um, outside of having like talking points. I like to be, I like to be able to be part of any conversation I'm, I'm part of. Mm -hmm. So I just like to know enough to carry on a conversation. Right, to get by. Yeah, <laughs> politics. Um, but it wasn't until 45 came into rain mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it was like oh I gotta pay attention mm -hmm. and I mean I think there's no good parts about that man 
However, he was so vocal in his racism, his bigotry, and his phobias of, of all kinds that a lot of laws that probably have we've, we've never known about mm-hmm. that usually get, get signed secretly. He was mm-hmm. like, signing the anti-gay bill today. He sure was. And it was like, what? You're doing what today? <laughs> I'm signing the, the slavery is bad bill. Like, he's just doing <laughs> shit. And I was like, wait, I got to pay attention because apparently some shit is going down. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot more interested because, unfortunately, he was just full of all the political beans. Um, and then I realized how important it was to yeah, participate, to know about local elections. Like, I, I only vote, I only vote, like, what, every four years? For the president <laughs> and now i vote local or if i did mm-hmm. vote local it was just like democrat democrat democrat, democrat I'm not reading. right now, now like i spend like you know weeks before going through each party's uh, position who's who i like i do research on on especially local people because the, the president is not affecting my life that much but like i said the borough president the those people are affecting my everyday life so i'm a lot more mm-hmm. aware of what's happening um because i have to be or i should be and a lot of people only focus on on the presidential elections. Right. They don't know what the fuck is going on in their. By that time, we're too deep in it. Right, we're way right. too deep in mm-hmm. it. Well, I have a different take. So I, for for a really, really, really long time, was going to be a lawyer. Since I was eight years old, I always said that I was going to be a lawyer, and I even like went to high school for law. The whole thing, the whole nine, was going to go to law school, and then um, doing like mock trial and all these like debates and going to courthouses and all this after school shit um I was talking to this lawyer at this law firm and they were like well to know the law is to know English because you can get somebody off or pass a bill just by the language of it and it it doesn't and that blew my mind right because I'm like okay you can send an innocent person to jail just by the language of the law, right? Like this says yay or nay. And I was like, there is no morality in it. And and I think that's why so many, and then I found out like back then, this was like years ago, like 15, 20 years ago, where the suicide rate for lawyers were so high. It was something mm-hmm. like 87%, 90%, right? And I was like, wow. And they're like, oh, it's the work-life balance. And I was like, no, it's, it's the morality that nobody has in law. So I... And I was like a staunch, like I couldn't wait until I can turn 18 to vote. And I voted for everything for years. I was like so um, knowledgeable. And then it just felt like nothing mattered because everybody would just say anything to get into politics. Um, So I just stopped being involved and I would just like, I would vote and I would do the bare minimum because I'm like, you never know what somebody really, what their position is Um, until Letitia, until Letitia James. And I mean, like, I remember this woman, she used to like talk to the people at my train station. Um, she used to hand out pamphlets at the train station um, for months, talk to the people even before she was running. And then to see the things that she's doing in office has like kind of like reinvigorated where my position should be and how, how I should really show up um, for me and my people. Um, so I am a little bit more... Um, knowledgeable and more involved in politics it is still very tricky because bills will be passed regardless like by the time that we hear like we as an american people hear about a bill Mm -hmm. it is way too late late. it is way too late you know maybe we can gain enough traction to get it overturned but that cause it's it's so much effort so much energy Mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, that's how I, that's my political, that's my political journey. I, I just know that the American system is so corrupt. Um, so- um, I do just want to say one more thing for those that are listening that do vote. Don't yes. vote for somebody just cause they black. Please stop doing it. We see, we got this motherfucker here, all skin folk. Yeah. Ain't kin folk. Right. Please just stop voting for people just because they mm-hmm. I don't do you know that I, I was just gonna say I was just gonna pull a you move, but he don't live too far from me. His actual home, they was just protesting out there the other day because of all the housing laws and stuff like that that are now, you know, being passed. And like it's just like all skin folk ain't kin folk, especially if they have, if they were a part of the NYPD in any fashion, you, you got, you gotta, (laughs) you gotta, you know, and this is coming from someone who's family, who has family members that are popo, you know, like some of them ain't for us, you know? Mm -hmm. So stop, stop voting for people just because they're black, please. Facts, big facts. (laughs) Um, okay. So here is a question from someone. Let's give this person a name right quick quickly quickly janet okay from janet so who do you think will will win in the fist fight janet hubert or iyama i ain't here what what this person asked who do you think would win in a fist fight janet hubert the original dark skin aunt viv (laughs) or iyama von zant of iyama was thorough i ain't gonna hold you (laughs) iyama Yama has that background, man. So I'm gonna give it to her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Miss Miss Vincent. I say the original Viv because Ayamla, she she don't look sturdy enough. Like nah, like I mean she's a sturdy person, but when she walking, it don't. It don't <laughs> you know, it don't give me like bob and weave. Oh, no, she did time. Don't we that should have come out. No, we seen and Viv in the whole thing, right? We know what she know what she got. She's she's a mover. She's a shaker. Nah, I still <laughs> when it comes to listen, when it comes to any nah. good fight, they tell you it's, all, it's about the moving. You nah. know, the, the punches don't matter. You gotta dodge the punches. You gotta dodge the punches. You've never been in a fight. You've I was about been to been say you ain't no, never no, been. No, you ain't no, never. No, nah. I'm talking about boxing, not street fights. No, we talking about <laughs> a fight, fight, like bro. No, no, I know that, but I'm saying like she can't move. She would have to nah, get she her. Can move. You trust me, you'll get to, it. Look, you would have to get her. Crackhead. Have Bro, you heard of crack strength? A, exactly. You know, have you no seen more? a crackhead fight? He's have you seen crack. them fight? He's not on crack anymore. Still <laughs> so got that strength. Bro, I'm like, still got that strength. I'm giving it to the residual crack strength on some you real shit. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. It's my so- mother-in-law, nah, my mother-in-law, she, you know, she was taking care of this, this, this ex, uh, crackhead lady from Brooklyn. And you know, this lady walks with a cane. This lady carries a, this, she almost got into a goddamn fight with somebody. Listen. She had a razor blade under her tongue. That's right. Don't, they don't let it go. She's like, yo, I am from such and such products, like projects, like. Don't let this fucking king fool you. I guess they get some kind of fucking strength, my guy. Like, now nah, I'm giving it to the king is for walking. The that That's- king for that lady was for walking. It wasn't for fighting. Okay, <laughs> she know how to square the fuck up. I'm gonna she give sure it to do. I'm gonna give it to Iyanla because crack That's strength is a thing. Me um, too. 
Okay. So we have two more and then we are done. Here is it. This is again from whatever name. This is from this guy. If you ran into yourself from 10 years ago, do you think that your 10-year-old self, well, not 10-year-old self, but yourself from 10 years ago would recognize you as them? No. <laughs> Short answer. No. no. Absolutely not. No. Way too yes. emotional. I, I don't care about <laughs> shit now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know for the listeners, you know, not, not that, you know, I, I really dream about death so much but um i really it got a little dark i'm i really was trying to put that over in 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 a better term of phrase but no absolutely not way too emotional and i i I couldn't possibly imagine exerting all that energy in things that i actually cared about like like men and (laughs) all these stupid relationships and I don't know friendships. I, I don't. I don't have it in me to do that anymore. So, I, I wouldn't recognize myself in this day and age. No thanks. And I don't want to actually. So no man, no sir. I think myself. Oh, go ahead. You sure? Mm-hmm. I think me from ten years ago would. Well, physically, no. I think she'd be like, "Bitch, where's your <laughs> hair? You don't wear full shirts anymore." Is that your cellulite? Because I'm the the what's it? Twenty six year old me was very like. I mean, I was building confidence, but I was still very much like, gotta wear a fucking sweater in the in the winter. I mean, in a, in the in the summer heat because you appear less fat with more clothes on. I don't know how that works. Um, you know, gotta have lots of hair because the bigger the hair, the thinner the waist, and all the other bullshit that comes with being a fat person. So I think they'd be like, girl, you really just, I guess, accepted who you are. I think in terms of like personality, they'd be like, okay, I, I do I do think we were going here. I, I feel like they'd be like, yeah, this is, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm on the right track. I'm on the right track. <laughs> I think my, my, ten, my person from 10, like me from 10 years ago will walk up on me now and be so fucking disappointed. <laughs> She would be so disappointed. She'd be like, baby, what the fuck happened? <laughs> what the fuck happened to you? I said, yo, what what are those? And what the fuck happened to you? We I set you up so well. And you fumbled the bag. <laughs> but emotionally, I got that bitch beat. But everything else, trash. <laughs> um, I think. Yeah, I think emotionally, yeah, way more. I would, I would give myself a hug. Like you, you got it, you, you got it, you got it together. You ain't fucking crying for no reason anymore, and all this stupid nonsense or trying to fight people because that was it was on two different sides of the spectrum. There was no in between. It was just like you know, if I can't vocalize, I couldn't really. Younger, it was just like, all right, now we got to fight. Like even now, I don't really like to have arguments. I'm not a very, I can't, there's just something that happens, you know, like you are, you, you lose articulation and the words that you're trying to say when you're very angry. Um, so, but now I just like avoid arguments. I'm just like, I'm not arguing with you because I don't care. So it's like, I just don't care. Um, but physically, absolutely not. It, I would say the same thing that Ty says, it's like, I set you up 
We was going to the gym every day. We were, we was working. What happened? And then I would have to tell my 10 year, my 10 year younger self all about the pandemic 35, not 15. I don't know where he would get that number from, but pandemic, pandemic 30, 30 to 35 that, you know, but yeah, I feel like I think I'd be okay with me. I think so. Okay. So this is from uh, a review from the Hey Play Cousin episode. It's uh, from Black Old Lady. That's what they name themselves. It says, next time a man has an opinion on why you don't have children, you must ask them, have they ever cheated on the mother of their children? Are they still together? Are you supporting them? Um, and a woman needs to ask if her, if the dad, if the children of the dad is still around in their life, shut it down. Don't let the unfiltered, unsolicited opinion, opinions of others ever affect what only God has control over. Thank you. And I say, <laughs> big purr, okay? Big purr. Mm -hmm. Big purr. Okay, and then we are going to end this with one last voice note. And we're going to end because I think it ends in a prayer. Don't, don't quote me. Yes, I'd like to say um, I pray for peace that surpasses all understanding for every shooting victim everywhere. God bless the little children. They are definitely with the Lord. Um, I ask God to give them peace, the parents, the friends, the teachers, that only God can give. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace that doesn't make sense, but that he can give them. And I pray that for them in Jesus' name. I also like to say this show was so light and so funny. Laughter is infectious because I found myself just rolling, just rolling, having a good time. You ladies are crazy. That's the bottom line. But I enjoy every minute of your crazy. Um, no, I don't do rats and I don't do roaches. You guys have a blessed night. Bye bye. I love her. Yes. I love her. <laughs> and that is, I think that's it. We have uh, we have other like people were calling in saying things that from other episodes. And that was that was thank you guys for sending in voice notes and for all the um and for engaging in the voice notes. Mm -hmm. I I we appreciate you guys. And this was and thank you for rocking with us because this was a tricky season, okay? To get four grown women with very busy schedules together was, it was a Herculean task, but mm. um, we did it for you. And we are so thankful that you guys wanted to engage with us. Um, I pray that next season only gets bigger and better and um, and builds us more community. Oh, I <laughs> forgot about eh. The winner of the giveaway. Um, the winner is the number one stunner. Our number, yo, first of all, I would like to shout this listener out because this listener, this entire season has been so down for us and I fucking appreciate it. They've been posting us. They've been engaging with us the entire time. And so happens to be the sole winner of our giveaway. And that is Diva Reese. So Woo. Give it up for Diva Weeze. We were inserted a clap somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> you are the winner. So drop your address in our DMs and we will send you your, your, oh, and the prize is 
Um, actually, you're getting a one of one. It's a one of one pontificating T-shirt, a season one T that uh, it's my favorite. It wasn't delivered yet for me, but um, you are getting a one of one. Nobody else, not even the other ladies of this episode has the shirt <laughs> and you will get that one. Um, yeah, so that's it. Any final thoughts? Any final sayings? Any thoughts? I just want to say thank fine. you again. I want to say thank you again <laughs> to all the listeners who kept coming back every week. Um, thank you because, you know, we need you to make the show work. Um, so yeah, thank you. And I will see you next season. That's it. That's how we end it. That's dry. No, I mean, I, I thought Asia ended it. I, I was just gonna say more stuff. Oh, I don't know. You said you said that's it. So I was like, okay. No, that's so. it for me talking. Okay. <laughs> no, it has been, next it has season. We're gonna be more organized. Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been really fun. It has been an outlet for me. Um, I don't really uh, speak much on anything. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your comments. Um, I do hope next season it will be bigger and better and we'll have lots more shit to talk about. Um, and I can't wait to, you know, meet y'all there. Oh, wait, hold on. I, ooh. I'm sorry, go ahead. Do your thing. Okay. Uh, I just want to say thank y'all, all everyone who participated, reposted, um and just banged with us um next year well next season sorry i am hoping for more youtube i loved it um and uh more interaction from y'all you know leave us more voice notes ask mm -hmm. us more questions read us we're we're all for that you know because we'll probably laugh at it but you, that's the point that's the point we're you know engagement engagement um, and yeah, you know, I am, we're, we're all hoping life is going to calm down a little bit so we can be a little bit, well, I can be a little bit for myself, you know, a little bit more consistent, but you know, I was here. I didn't get destiny's child. I'm on a t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I made it, <laughs> but, um, no, thank y'all. This was a lot of fun. Um, especially, all of us have jobs that we don't all, well, I do, I do, I do like my job, but you know, this is, this is a, a perfect, a great outlet. And so I do thank y'all ladies for bringing out the laughter and, you know, all of the great conversations. Cause we don't, you know, great thing about this. I feel like we don't all agree, but we make, we make it work. We make it work. And, and one last thing, I do hope for all of us to meet more in person so we could oh, i yeah. think that episode where we were together we had so much fun so i do look <laughs> forward to like being a collective with you know that's true people. that was my that was my favorite episode yeah okay. i really enjoyed that so we're gonna wrap this shit up um i Hi. just got a voice note that i'm going to play because it's so funny to me um talk about organization <laughs> and um Guys, see us next season. We are going to take two months off. Um, the ladies don't know it's two months, but I am definitively <laughs> saying two months because life is lifing and we need to get our shit together. Um, so we will see you guys back in the fall in um August. Uh 
And uh, maybe somebody wants to answer this one or we will we will bring this back next episode. I mean, next season. I must say, I do enjoy listening to you guys pontificating and the different perspectives that you bring. Um, I am wondering what happened to the out-of-pocket segment you guys used to do. I actually enjoy that, just hearing the different stories that go down in New York City. Uh, I'll kind of miss that a little. Um, but I do enjoy um, you guys' perspective on different topics that you choose to cover. I'll keep listening. Thank you. It's coming back. Thank it's coming you. back. We're going to bring that back. We, Especially we, with two months off. We all got to keep notes. Gotta keep I notes. really do. <laughs> listen. Listen. Because New York City is tricky. The train is trash. Okay. Um. Yes. We love you guys. We will be back. Bigger and Better Season 2 is giving sophomore album, but no flop. You know what I mean? Hey. <laughs> <Bye>. And bye. <laughs>